Hey everyone, welcome to episode 227, No More Gentle Parenting. Hey everyone, before I begin, I wanna talk to you about our sponsor, Herbal Face Food. I've been talking about Herbal Face Food because I see such amazing results with my sunspots, with my puffiness, because it reduces the inflammation, like my puffy eyes when I wake up in the morning, or even like my double chin. I always feel like I wish I had a better jawline and I feel like it's coming back. My sunspots from laying out day after day after day as a child has caught up with me. I have sunspots galore and herbal face food has helped so much with reducing my wrinkles, cutting down on my puffiness in my face. I can't really describe it other than just there's this, the puff is gone because it's not plant-based, it's made out of pure plants. And so it helps so much with fine lines, wrinkles, melasma. I have psoriasis, I have dermatitis, like my skin is a mess. I know it's from stress and it's such a relief to have something that doesn't show all the stress on my face. So go to the link in the email or go to herbalfacefood.com and make sure you use the coupon code HARMONY20 at checkout to support the show. Now on to the episode. Welcome to the Harmony in the Home podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Hutchison. I'm a counselor, a life coach, and most importantly, an imperfect mom doing this work right along with you. And my goal on our podcast is to go from chaos to calm, feel less frazzled and have more fun within your four walls to have more harmony in your home. Hey everyone, you're probably so shocked by this title. And I want to give some context around the title of today's podcast that says no more gentle parenting. And this comes from, I was inspired by Dr. Becky at Dr. Becky at good inside on Instagram. She's fabulous. She gives little quick tidbits every single day of just examples and scripts and things to say, things not to say, how to word things. And so I'm going to let you listen to it. And then we're going to talk about it on the other side. I always get a little bit of a kick out of the term gentle parenting because you know who is not gentle at all are young children. They are f***ing fear. Listen, Caitlin, you and me both. The term gentle parenting has never resonated with me. If I think of a list of adjectives that I might use to describe myself, gentle would be toward the bottom. And the truth is when your kids are struggling, when they are in that place we describe as feral, when they're kicking and screaming, the truth is, they don't need gentleness. They need firm boundaries. That doesn't mean scary. That doesn't mean punitive. That definitely doesn't mean anything that causes harm. But boundaries are just as much a form of connecting to our kids as is validating their feelings. It's just about leading with the right intervention at the right time. So when your kid is flailing, they need you to pick them up. They need you to say, I got you. I'm taking you to the car. You're a good kid having a hard time and I will lead you through this. That is not gentle parenting. That is sturdy parenting. And that's what I'm talking about. Isn't that so good and so true? And I hope that this is something that's resonated and come through on the podcast every week about how I think that's the biggest misconception about whatever you want to call it. There's so many different titles for what this work is. Conscious parenting for me was the biggest wake up call because I had all the strategies and all the tips and I wanted to be a positive parent and I wanted to be a gentle parent and I wanted to be calm and loving and firm and structured. I wanted all those things, but I wasn't showing up in a way 
that matched with how I wanted. And that's why I was sleeping with so much mommy guilt. Every single night I'd go to bed promising myself, Kelly, tomorrow's going to be better. You're not going to snap. You're not going to bark. You're not going to be huffy. You're going to be calm, gentle parent. You're going to be loving. You're going to go with the flow. And then by 8 a.m., I was snappy turtle, meltdown after meltdown after meltdown. I legitimately thought every meltdown was a reflection of me and my badness as a parent. I know that's not a word, but we always talk about, I want to be a good mom. I want to be a good dad. I want, I want to be good, 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 good. So the opposite of that I made, and I see so many parents do, is if the child does XYZ and XYZ could be not make the team, not play enough when they're on the team, not start, not be the captain, not get straight A's, not have good behavior, not use their manners, skip school, be disrespectful to their siblings, whatever that X, Y, Z is for you, put that at the forefront and that's where your greatest work is going to be in consciousness. Because when we talk about conscious parenting or it could be called gentle parenting or it could be called positive parenting, the biggest misconception is that it's a doormat parenting and it's actually just the opposite. Because if I was ever a doormat in the school, or if you've ever had a teacher in your life or your child's life, who's been a doormat where they don't have that classroom control, that magic touch of being that firm, but loving, it is complete chaos in that classroom because kids can smell a scared, nervous leader, just like we can if we're at a staff meeting and our principal or our boss or the CEO that flies in from Walla Walla, Washington comes in and you're like, you don't even know what you're doing. You just sense it. You feel it. You can almost smell it. And kids are the same way. They know when we're waffling. They know when we're, when we're insecure in our parenting. They know when we're parenting from a fear-based place because that fear is very contagious. And so the reason why I say no more gentle parenting is because gentle is sometimes synonymous with being a doormat, letting kids do whatever they want, having, I would say, having popsicles at 11 o'clock at night for dinner, just because that's what their throbbing spirit says. And that is not conscious parenting. That is not gentle parenting. That is not positive parenting. Whatever you want to call it, whatever resonates with you, I love the term sturdy parenting. And that's what we try to talk about on this podcast is strong pack leader energy. Think about your greatest teacher in the past or your greatest coach. Or if you've ever been at a party and you have the DJ playing music and then all of a sudden the music screeches, everyone looks to the DJ. If the DJ's freaking out because of the feedback from the mic, you're like, oh dear, this is a problem. But usually he or she will just put his hand up like, oh, I got this. I got this. When I see kids playing volleyball, if someone misses a shot or they flub a, flub a shot or they hit it into the net, they immediately hit their chest. Like that's on me. I got it. And so we talk about being a strong pack leader energy. If you've ever trained a puppy, you want to make sure that they know that you're assertive and you're calm and your presence. And it's not like, oh, they chew your shoe and you're like, oh, that's okay. Little baby. You want my other shoe? Oh, it's Okay. That would be what I would think of gentle parenting. It's okay to use a strong, assertive voice. Just like we do with puppies when they eat our shoe. No, our kids are not our puppies. But just like puppies can sense a strong, assertive pack leader, so can our kids. And that's where you get your power back, where you're not trying to people please your kids. 
You're okay that they're upset because you know that being upset is part of the human experience because you are a human and you know that humanness comes with a lot of a range of emotions. And so think about if you've ever been on a plane, we talk about being the flight attendant in our homes. If there's turbulence or there's beeping going off and imagine if the pilot says, it's not that big of a deal. Calm down, you crazy ninnies in the back. And probably to he or she, it probably is normal. They fly a million flights in their lifetime. So they're used to turbulence. They've done it before. We probably don't fly as much as they do. I know I don't. I probably take one flight a year, maybe every other year. So when there's turbulence, that's new for me. And that's scary. Just like our kids, when it's happening for the first time, or they're still new at it and their brain isn't developed and their prefrontal cortex isn't even close to being developing until they're 25 and it's new for them for the first time, it's very scary. It's like us having turbulence versus the pilot having turbulence. He or she has done it a gazillion times, that turbulence. And he or she knows where it's coming from, the pilot. The pilot might say, oh, this is from the clouds or this is from the storm that's brewing or we're above a storm right now. Or there's some pockets of air pressure. I don't even know what caused turbulence. But once the pilot comes on and says the reason for the turbulence or says, not to worry, this is completely normal. All of a sudden you can take a deep breath and like, oh, and you don't have to panic as well. But in that turbulence, if we have a pilot who gets on and starts screaming at us saying, calm down, relax. It's not that big of a deal. It's just a sippy cup. That's what we say to our kids. It's just some turbulence. Imagine if he or she said that to us. We'd be like, hmm, it's time to write a letter to Delta.com or AmericanAirlines.com. I'll be leaving a negative review. So remember that same pack leader energy that we have with our flights. If we've ever been on a flight with turbulence and we start to get nervous and we start to look at the flight attendant, we listen to what the pilot's going to tell us. We look straight to the flight attendant and then we listen for the pilot to come on and give us reassuring words like this is normal. This is to be expected. This is the reason why it's happening. But we don't have pilots coming on saying, why are you screaming? Now I have to scream at you because you're screaming. You're making me yell. You're making me upset. Our kids cannot make us do anything and cannot make us act in a certain way. It's kind of essentially saying to the child, you started it. It's your fault I'm acting this way. You are now in charge of my behavior. So some mantras that really help when they're upset and they're freaking out is I'm going to stay calm to help you stay calm. That's also a reminder to ourselves. I'm going to stay calm to help you stay calm. That's a one to say over and over and over. Cause then it's reminding yourself, Oh, right. That's right. I'm supposed to be the grown up here. I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to be calm. Sometimes you can offer them a choice. Do you need help calming down or do you want to calm down by yourself? Using this strong voice. See how strong my voice is. I'm not screaming. I'm not yelling. I'm not whining. I'm not borderline crying. I'm using that strong assertive pack leader energy because nothing has gone wrong. They're feeling a human emotion and they don't know why. And they're scared and they're very nervous. And then they're also worried they're going to get in trouble. And then they can't reel it in. And then not reeling it in makes them even more upset because they know they're going to be in double trouble. One for being upset and then two for crying or having an emotion. The more we can normalize it for them, teach them strategies during calm waters. 
the more we allow them to cry and be upset, it's ironic, the less they cry and the less they are upset. But the goal is to never have void of all emotions. That is never the goal. Maybe we want to focus on lowering the intensity, lowering the duration, and lowering the frequency of it happening. But never, ever, ever should we pray and wish and hope that it goes away completely. Because then we have non-feeling children. We want to teach emotional literacy. Because when they grow up, they're going to feel emotions. And they're going to, they're going to need to know what to do with those emotions. And if we've never been taught, we have to learn for the first time. And it's really easy to do with kids because the things they're upset about don't make any sense. But we understand what it feels like to be upset. We understand what it feels like to be nervous or scared or embarrassed or angry or sad or lonely or rejected. We know all those emotions. We've had that happen probably in the last day or so. All of those emotions. So tap into that and then you can lean into compassion and empathy and that sturdy parenting that we're all looking for. Just like when you call a friend and you're upset about a bad day at work or traffic or running out of gas, you don't have friends saying you're overreacting, get over it, you're being a ninny, you're making me upset because you're upset. This is nothing to be upset about. This is not things that we want to hear from a friend. They say, I see you, I hear you, I feel you, I've been there, I felt that. It's hard and it's supposed to be hard. Doing this humanness and being a human is hard. Nothing has gone wrong. Thinking that you're doing something wrong is the only thing that you're doing wrong. And that advice goes for me and to you and to our kids. And when they can breathe a little lighter, let their hair down and be themselves, then we all have much more harmony in the home. I love you guys and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hey, mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting bootcamp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com. And if you really want to fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, What was that lightning bolt moment while you were listening? I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.